Missouri against the Nissan. Makes a nice move in across the line. Drops it back to Nike. Nike passes the shot. They score! Oscar Lindblom buries it. And the power play goal ties this game in two. This is episode 59 of the Liberty O. Danny Diemer here with Chris Stompo back. Finally. Yeah, finally. It's been a little bit. On this semi-nice Sunday. Hey, we're back on a Sunday. Remember yeah, the, that's I, cool. I like that. It just feels right when we're here on a Sunday. But the Flyers, on the other hand... They are trash, and I need them to stop emailing me. This is the what I want to start with. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't get mad at the people just doing their jobs. I understand that you're heated. No, no, I'm mad at the people who told the people to email me. Yeah, okay. I'm mad at the higher up. I'm mad at the, the CEO stumps. <laughs> you know what I'm mad at, bro? Beautiful Sunday. I mean, I'm going to watch that. I think it's Boston Capitals at 12. Uh, no, at 3. Yeah, Philly's at 3. Yeah, yeah got, got a and full then, day. And then I get a fucking Devils-Flyers game. Like I, I just said before we hit record, if that wasn't, if that was in New Jersey, dude, I'm not watching it. I'm probably just putting it on mute behind me and like having NHL TV up and watching those other games, an actual good game. Let's just have the Phantoms all fill like wear Flyers jerseys night and play. Honestly, ha- have you sat down and watched the Phantoms game? I have watched a couple. What's the I watched one York you debut. Watched? York debut. All right, see. That was probably the game not to watch because everybody looked shitty that game because it was the first game back from that COVID stoppage or whatever it was. Um, that, that was probably like their worst game of the season, but their last two games, especially Zamola, uh, dude, he was absolutely unreal last night. I mean, he scored, he had two assists on Friday night and he looked really good defensively then. But last night, Saturday night, he took his defensive game to a whole nother level. I mean, he was. Like, on spots before the play, like, the play was even being made. He was reading the play really well, hopping up in the in the offensive zone with the puck. I mean, like, we know how skilled he is offensively, and he's just a, he's just a big body who can skate so well. And he's really starting to use his body well and, like, give that physical presence that we all know that he can give because of how big he is. Dude, he looked really good last night. And, I mean, he's on the taxi squad now, so... I'm excited for that. Let's let's see where that goes. I mean, at this point, sit Hart for the rest of the season. Don't let him. There's no, no point in playing Hart. No point in getting him re-aggravating that that knee sprain. So why even still have him trying to come back? And let's start seeing some of these kids. Let's start seeing some Forrester. Let's start seeing some some Zamula. I mean, they called him out to the set taxi squad, so that's a start. But I'm ready to see what we have, bro. Yeah, I think we should just get right into Forrester because we were talking about him right before we started recording, and then we were like, "All right, let's just record" because we were getting into Forrester pretty heavy. Yeah, because we're let's do we're it. excited about what he's showing to us because, I mean, we were just kind of even before the show getting on truck, and we'll talk about more of this later for his trade, his trade like his latest trades and how he's been kind of quiet on the front lately. Yeah, but if anything, his, his this year has shown his draft picking, dude. His his his, his twenty twenty draft, good. his twenty twenty draft, and. I mean, it's still super early. It's still way too early to even make an actual judgment on this draft. But right now, <laughs> it's it's a pretty good draft. I mean, Tyson Forrester, seven goals in his last six games, nine in his last eleven. I mean, he's third on the team, uh, third on the Phantoms with fourteen points in sixteen games. He's right behind Cal O'Reilly and Ryan Fitzgerald. I mean, and he's nineteen years old. He just turned it. And in normal circumstances, he's playing in the OHL. He's not playing in a pro league. Chris, he just skipped a year in his development. Like, yeah. he literally just skipped a year. And it's so awesome to see because he would have had to go through this whole song and dance next year after playing a full junior season. In which, yeah, that like we said, that one person said he probably would have had like 60 points by now in juniors. Yeah. But, like, it would have taken until probably mid season next season normally for him to get to maybe scoring at this rate in the AHL. 
like oh, on a normal sure. on a normal development timeline. It's he's just doing it now. Like it's I saw a it's tweet awesome. the other day saying and it kind of caught me and it was referencing how Konechny blew up his draft plus one year and then he made the team. And then it's kind of like the same thing here other it's only way it's kind of different is that he didn't go to the OHO. He didn't go back to his junior team. He's playing in a pro league. So I mean, I don't want to put too much pressure on a 19-year-old. It's great what he's doing right now in a pro league. Don't get me wrong. But is is saying that possibly Tyson Forrester could earn a spot in camp next year? I don't think that's so crazy to say anymore, bro. Not crazy at all. I really don't think it is. I mean, if it's different if he was doing this in a junior league. If he had, like, 46 goals in a junior league and we were, like, on the pod being like, oh, my God, he's he's tearing up the junior league. He can make a make a run for a spot next year without knowing how he would play in the pro league. But like he's doing this in the AHL with grown men. And he's not just like, I said this before we hit record. He's not just scoring goals. He's, he's dictating the pace of the play. He's making things happen. I mean, he he's for a 19 year old kid. I mean, he was just 18 years old. He, he's, he's tough in the corners, Danny. He's physical. I mean, he throws hits, and he his shot is next level. I mean, he, he's already got a pro shot. Absolutely. I mean, he's got one of the best shots I think we've, as Flyers fan, have seen since Jeff Carter's been here. I don't think it's a question. I mean, Wade Allison has a great shot. Tyson Forrester has the best pure shot, I think, since Jeff Carter. Uh, like it's it's that good. And like I said, he's not just doing that in a like – he's not just scoring in a pro league. Like he's not just putting – Open goals, and you know what I mean? Just, like, goals that you would normally want him to score. He, he's doing so much more than that defensively, two-way play. I mean, he, he's really impressive right now, man. It's it's really it's really nice to see the, uh, the Flyers get a prospect like this and, and for us to get a guy like this and not see it happen yeah. somewhere else. It's nice for us to get a prospect that fucking skips a year in their development because he's that good. If I had to put my money on it, man, I, I honestly, I, I'd say he makes the team next year out of camp. Like, we talk about Chuck and his guys all the time, and I really think Forster and York, like, being his first-round picks and for his first two drafts here, I really think he's going to give those guys serious cracks at it. I think in the offseason, we're going to see some change. We talk about how he's not loyal to the current core all the time. No. When he sees guys that he picked himself, guys that he signed to ELCs snapping for him, yeah, I think those guys will actually get chances to play on the team. Like, I, I don't think he'll hesitate to open up spots for them if they earn it. I mean, Elliot Dayrone was in Morris today practicing in the facility. That's so awesome. I was so happy to see that. Yeah, I mean, that's sick. That's awesome. And, I mean, he doesn't have his ELC yet, but it could be coming very soon. You don't know. Like, like you just said, like, those are Chuck's guys. And he's shown to, to sign his guys. I mean, Noah Cates went back to, went back to school, and his brother signed with us. Um, I mean, Chuck is – I mean, he signed York, so – yeah, like that's Chuck's core. Like that's the core he's building, man. Like yeah. those are the. Pieces. But then again, it, it, it's all exciting. It's all it's all good that we're. I mean, we're seeing York get signed to a CLC. We're seeing Forrester do what he does. But after seeing what happened this year and all the stock that he put into young players that coming into this year and see how it kind of backfired on on him, I don't know. Like I'm questioning: Is he gonna be? that lenient with a young player making a making a roster after seeing what he what's happened this year with basically trusting Sandheim to take that next step, trusting Myers to take that next step, trusting Provorov to to be more than just like a one A, one B kind of guy. But I still think Provorov like I, I don't think Provorov is I don't think anything's wrong with him. I, I still think he's a number one defenseman. I but I don't think he's a guy that can carry a carry a pair, but 
I definitely still think he could be really. Yeah, good I think at least not yet. You know, maybe not when yet. he's like twenty eight, he yeah. might be able to. to... Right now, in his uh, currently in his development, I don't think he could carry a pair. I mean, he's playing what like twenty. Danny, how many minutes is he playing right now? Like, he's playing some crazy minutes. I think already. he's like 25, 26 this year, but on his career, it's like twenty four minutes. And you think about it, he's twenty four years old. Yeah, it's it's so crazy to think. Basically, about. Basically, all I'm saying is, I wonder if Chuck's going to be less. I mean, more hesitant to let a young player take a spot this year, knowing what happened with the, especially with the defensive group. I mean, we can mention NAK and how bad he's been this year. I mean, he was a guy that I, I, I bet you 100% Chuck was looking at to come in here to replace somewhat of what Pitlick left, and he hasn't done any of that. I mean, the dude has 42 penalty minutes this year. I mean, he, he's been really bad. He's just been detrimental to the team. For sure. No, he has. There's no, way there, no other way around it. NAK has not been good this year at all. Yeah, it, honestly, I want to, like, circle back to Provorov real quick. And, like, mm-hmm. saying that he needs a partner is not a knock on him at all. Like, no. like, like, he just needs a complimentary piece. I mean, think about it. The guy had Andrew McDonald for the start of his career. He finally gets a good partner in Niskanen, and then he retires. Like, and that the and year he has with, the good partner, look at him. I mean. And, uh, he's playing with Justin Braun now. I know knock on Justin Braun, but Justin Braun is not a – not a top pairing defenseman at this time in his career. Maybe fucking eight years ago, maybe it'd be a great compliment to Provorov. But right now, in Justin Braun's career, he's a number six, number five. Like he's a bottom pair defenseman, a very good defensive defenseman. Like he's a great guy to have on the team. He's a veteran presence. He speaks up in the locker room. But currently, the role that he's playing right now, I mean, it always seems to happen with the Flyers. They always seem to kind of put players in roles where they don't belong. I mean. Braun should not be playing top pair of minutes, but I mean that's where we are right now. That's that's where this defense is. That's where Chuck led his defense basically. I mean, dude, like th- think about this. I mean, Gustafson. I mean, he admitted that he was wrong with Gustafson completely, which I I mean I kind of can give him props for. I mean, at least he cut the ties with Gustafson and didn't try to feed us bullshit that Gustafson's yeah, good. Yeah, a lot of GMs do that, so. I like to see a lot of GMs yeah. like will die with this ship. Like, like Hextall, bro. Hextall would have fucking been like, oh, Gustafson's been good. Uh, the whole team's been bad this year. Gustafson, you can't blame Gustafson. That's what he would have said. He he would have been like, you can't blame uh, Gustafson solely because it's not a one one man game. You know what I mean? Like, he would have just fed us bullshit. I'm, I'm very. I mean, Chuck's a guy who signed him, so I mean, you can't give him too much credit for cutting ties, but at least you didn't feed us any bullshit for sure. Totally agree. And we were texting last night. And we were like, obviously, it's like a pipe dream, but like a guy like Seth Jones or something. Oh, my God. He would solve so many problems, bro. Lately. And the thing is, like, a move like that is not realistic. No. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibilities because, Mm-mm. I mean, the flat cap makes it a lot more difficult. But, like, other teams do shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, we were talking, what was it, like, a couple weeks ago, we were like, why can't we ever just make that that move that, like, improves the team dr- dramatically? Like, it's been forever. The flat cap, the flat cap excuse is bullshit because the flap cat isn't going anywhere anytime soon it's here for what uh, next two three years yeah so what are you gonna sit here do sit here on your ass for the next two three years and wait for the cap the, the flat cap to go away yeah wait for good wait for couturier yeah, what are you gonna, all these guys get new deals like the, that's the plan like that's not gonna be the plan you can't do that like so the that excuse is bullshit to me you need to go out next year you need this offseason is huge this is this offseason could make or break AV and Chuck Fletcher's tenure here, dude. Honestly, it could be short and sweet here for them too. If if this off season doesn't go doesn't go well, honestly, a lot to do. And I think 
and he's put himself in the perfect spot for this, and I have to thank him. Like, JVR, the move has to be now, dude. It has to be this offseason. I don't think his value, I don't, the way he's performed, like, the, the start of this year, and he's starting to, to get on a little bit more now, but, like, he, there was a rough patch for a while, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie, but, like, it was a lot, a lot better than last year. That's last year, there was is. zero value. Last year, there was, his value was completely tanked. We were sitting him in, like, round robin in playoff games. Like, his yeah. value was so tanked last year, and now he's actually proven he's a, he's, he can perform on a team, he can contribute to a team, so I think now, doing that deal will not be as hard, and I think that deal needs to be done, because we talk about the flat cap, you have to shed salary then. You have, like, yeah. there's, the, I think Shock's hope always was that the new tv deal was going to kick in and then eventually like more cap space was going to free up and we can keep building our team that way yeah and i think that was every gm's hope like it's not just us but i think the time is now to move jvr this offseason and we can have the conversation about voracek but i think jvr gotta be first uh, and that's not even a knock on jvr to be honest with you because... no i'm saying he's played he's played well enough to like now he's not a salary dump. Like, we don't have to, like, sling first-rounders at Ottawa f- for them to take him. Like, we might actually just be able to get rid of him to Seattle or, like, I don't know. We'll see. We might be able to get rid of that he's salary. He's still a very valuable asset in this league. I mean, guys yeah. guys do look at him and respect him. I mean, Voracek's definitely another another guy, but I think his contract would be a little bit harder to move. To yeah, it's honest. a lot harder to move. A lot harder to get takers for You're definitely retaining salary on that, like. JVR did bounce back after he got sat in the round robin, though. Like right after he uh, AV came out with like the the veterans, yeah. Their big boy scored a slap shot goal, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were like, what the? Yeah, <laughs> when he what scored the that. fuck? Never yeah. seen this. Not gonna see playoff hockey this year, bro. Like, like we really, it's fucking. It's we got disgusting. fucking robbed, and I'm about to rant now because I was texting it to you the other day because it really irked me because I remember when the COVID stoppage started, when we were getting hot in like February and March, we talked about wait, wait. Good luck seeing us in the playoffs when the <laughs> Wells Fargo Center is sold out, rocking yeah. 20,000 savages down your throat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we were so hyped for that, never got it. And the round, uh, the, uh, the bubble was cool. We linked, got drunk for a lot of games. And then at the mm. end of it, we were like, but next year. Next year, windows open. We'll go back to the playoffs. Fans in the buildings will be at playoff games, waffled in the stands. And that's just, it just doesn't happen. It sucks, dude. See, that's the thing that I'm um, kind of. That makes me kind of cringe. People are like, oh, the window's completely closed now. We got to blow it up. Like, the, the entire core needs to be... Like, what core are we talking about? Well, are we talking about Provorov, Couturier, Faraby? Like, are we talking about that core? Or are we talking about the obvious two people that people want to get rid of in JVR and Voracek? Because Vor- like, when you say Flyers core, what do you think of, Danny? When, I think... When uh, you hear Flyers core right now... Dr- Giroux, Couturier, Voracek, JVR, Hayes, Provorov. Giroux's not going anywhere. Hayes has a no-move clause, so those two are out. The only guys that you could look at to move in the, the quote-unquote core are Couturier, Voracek, uh, uh, and JVR. Are we JVR. doing the Coots thing? We are we doing the Coots thing? We can do the Coots thing, but hold on. Like, that's not even where I was going. The only three guys that you can move, unless JVR, I mean, unless uh, Giroux or Hayes waive their no-move uh, clauses, are Voracek, Couturier, and JVR in this quote-unquote supposed core. You're not moving Couturier. I, I'm not. Voracek's contract's going to be very hard to move. And then I mean, we just talked about JVR. So what core are we talking about? Because I'm not trading Provorov because he's part of the core. I'm not trading Hart. So like Limblom is going to be here for the next foreseeable future. Lawton just got signed to a contract. So like, what core are we blowing up? 
we need to make a couple moves. Like this team window is is open. We need to make a couple moves, a couple tweaks to the lineup. No core blow up. No no blow up needs to happen here. That's just this season talking. It's it's just a frustration talking. There's no yeah, it's a retool. Up. It's a retool. No blow up. No core needs to be blown up. I don't know what people are talking about. Calm down. Let the frustration like go, uh, go smoke a joint. Calm down. Like no core blow up has to happen. But yeah. Get into your little Couturier thing, because I know you have a... <laughs> oh, no, because I just, like, it, I've seen a lot of talk about it earlier, and it's, like, it's whatever, like, yeah. bad season, like, everyone's going to talk about shit, shit like, like this. Yeah. yeah, everyone's going to... And, like, I get it. I mean, like, Couturier, his value is at an all-time high, probably, absolutely. especially with the way his contract is. Like, if you wanted to trade him this offseason, you could get a absolute haul mm-hmm. for him, probably. Yeah, I, I mean, I see the argument. Like, the the, the people who, who are, are saying, like, I understand what they're saying. Trade a Couturier right now. Is probably best. I mean, he doesn't have the contract right now. His value is all time high. The return he gets the best return than anybody on the team right now. Maybe Hart would get a bigger return, but you're not trading Hart. I mean, Hart. I nah, nah, nah. Hart's not getting a bigger return. I'm talking out of my ass. Katuri would get the biggest return than anybody on this team right now. So I understand the argument there, but I mean, I'm not moving Katuri. No, nah, you need to be wild and like like. And I was yeah. telling this to you. Last you worded night. it perfectly last night. Go ahead. A, a trade with Sean Couture. When a when a Selkie winning player goes on the trade market and that leaks out to the media, that makes national news. Like you see that on NHL tonight. You see you see Pierre LeBron tweeting that. Couturier sees that, and then the relationship strains. And every time you see that in hockey, the guy always gets traded. Like we saw it with Patrick Laine. Like all high profile players where their writing is on the wall. They like where there's smoke, there's fire. I said it in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Seems seems to always happen. It really does. And so. You can't just go out and shop a guy like Couturier, who's that important to your team, who's been on your team that long. Like, if Giroux hadn't, uh, um, didn't have his no move clause, and you went out and shopped him, it would be like the same thing to me. Like, the, the it's just disrespectful. Like, when someone's loyal to your organization, especially with the type of money Couturier is, like he's been underpaid so yeah. much, I feel like that would be just disrespectful and it would strain the relationship. So you only do that if you know you have that haul that you will take. Yeah. If you if you put him on the market. And you try to dangle uh, buyers out of the woodwork to get, like, give you packages, and you end up not making that deal. That relationship is done. Absolutely. That relationship is done. So basically, what you're saying, you're you're saying the only way you make a Couturier trade this offseason, as if is if somebody, if Nashville comes up to you with an offer that you just can't refuse. If Steve Yeiserman over yeah. in Detroit calls you up and is like, "Dude, I need that piece." Right now, I want I want that guy. I want Larkin at two. I want Coots at one. Like I'm ready to build my fucking team. I'm about to throw everything at you. Like then maybe you th- like stuff like that. You know, yeah. like like people who want to just take it, like Ottawa, like like people who could throw shit at you, like people who want to build around Couturier. Because obviously, like you're not gonna trade him to some like contending team. Yeah, because like, Sean Couturier is going to be a very good hockey player when he's 35 years old. Like he's. He doesn't depend on speed. He doesn't depend on never flash. has. He never has. He's a he's a he, he's a fucking very solid hockey player. He, he, That's why he's he, so good when he's when he's injured. Yeah, like when he tears his shoulder he, he's or his MC. He knows where to go. Yeah. He knows where to be. He knows how to read the play. He's Sean Couturier is going to be good for a very long time. So yeah, you, you only trade Sean Couturier if if, if fucking like you said, Yarzman walks up to you, or if Ottawa walks up to you, where even I mean. And he throws the haul at you. Like, yeah. you're not asking him. Because no. once you start asking other GMs, that GM can leak it to an agent, whatever. And then Pierre Lebron's tweeting about it. And then Coot sees it. Like, you can't. <laughs> like, it's how it goes, though. Like, honestly, you can't do it like that. Honestly, I didn't even think about what you 
what you said like five minutes ago about like the disrespect thing. I mean, like now that I kind of think about it, I mean that kid's been here for eighteen years old. I think it would it would be pretty fucked up to just be like, yeah, we're trading Couturier now, just putting that out there without I, telling him. You I know, know what, what I you're mean? Saying. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I think the only way you trade him this all season is if somebody walks up to you with an absolute haul that you'd be stupid not to stupid not to take. It would suck. I mean, you're losing a you're losing a one C. You're losing one of the best two way centers, if not the best two way center in the league who is very good offensively on top and does everything. He kills penalties. He, I mean, he's a leader. He blocks Leader shots. plays when he's hurt, man. Dude, like, come on, dude. He's Underpaid. He's everything to this team. So if you're trading a Sean Couturier away, number one. I love Sean Couturier. Number one, if you're trading Sean Couturier away, you're, you're, you're openly admitting you're, you're, you're kind of rebuilding. I mean, that's a rebuilding move if we're talking about anything. If we and trade Sean Couturier, we are shit. The, Do people the, not realize this? Like, yeah. we are garbage. For the next five to six years, we are oh, garbage. Come on, Danny. You're mad about the defensive forward, the, the, the defensive breakdowns this year? We trade Sean Couturier away, bro. Enjoy him next year. Have fun with that. You're frustrated with the forwards not coming back and back-checking this year? Huh. Have fun when you're fucking watching Sean Couturier in Ottawa. Yeah, Remember when he was injured in the beginning of the year and like the team couldn't get the puck out to save their goddamn life? I mean, they still <laughs> yeah. can't, but like yeah. they still can't. But it was way worse then. Yep. Like it's yeah. The entire team right now is just bad, bro. It's just it's just. It's I was saying it before the pot. Like I just don't like him. Like I said it a couple yeah, episodes ago. Nothing like to latch on to other than I mean, other than like, Limblom is the only fucking player I like on this team. He's the only one with fucking balls. He's the only. I mean, he's fought. He just fucking beat cancer. The, the dude's a fucking savage. Limblom, I'm always in that guy's corner. I mean, other than Limblom, I don't give a fuck about this team this year. I have no stories to latch on to. I mean, Moran's first goal was awesome. I'm so happy that he's finally kind of made a name for himself as like a bottom pairing defenseman. I mean, he's a really solid dude who will beat the shit out of anybody if anybody messes with our star players. I mean, I. Other than that, bro, like there, there's nothing. There's no, there's there's no storyline. I mean, there's nothing. It, it's fucking boring. I know. I feel like in years past, like, well, the one year we were like, oh, well, Goss the spare snap, and he might win the call. They're like, this is sweet. We got a player here. And then the next year, it's like, Pro Rob and Konechny come up, and you're like, oh man, we got players here. And then the next year, it's Patrick, and it's like, those years, there was always like some lights at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. like we got guys coming, but now it's like all the guys are here, and that's why the season stinks so much. And I I do have an article coming out about that. <laughs> Danny, listen to this. This is this is from Jordan Hall on Twitter. Since March, after a win, after the Flyers have won a game, they they're one and nine and have been outscored fifty-two to twenty-one. Oh my god! And like people blaming the coach, like it's the players, bro. Like it's 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 so it's on the ice. Sometimes it doesn't even look like they want to be out there. It's it's disgusting. Oh my god, that one press conference, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while actually, I completely forgot till now. What? That one press conference where the, uh, someone asked uh, Fletcher, it was like, do you have any intention of, like are any coaches on the hot seat? And he was like, hell no. Yeah, Remember, like, like, no his reaction, yeah. yeah, like his reaction was like a convincing no. Love that dude, because yeah. like I felt the exact same way. Like, why why are we pulling the plug on this like coaching staff that we just built that just like built oh, a well, nice culture? Coaching staff's different. Coaching staff's different. Terry can fucking go. Av was second in Jack. I said Yo can go year. too. Yo can, go, yo can too. go too. I really don't care. It's just Av. I need. I yeah. need. I, yeah. I like Av. I it, still so love Av. Honestly. So I Although he does throw out some comments every now and again where I'm like, "Are you bullshitting me?" Because he struck me as the kind of guy that would not bullshit me. And the, like last year, he's the reason why I loved him so much. He struck me as the guy that told me how it is. Yeah. And I like this market always loves coaches like that. But this year, like there are times where he's um, 
like I don't know. I he's like, like he like still has hope on the year, even though like we have like three percent chance, and it's like I mean like what, what do you want him to say? You know I, mean? I, I know, but the comments, it's like, it's weird. They're if weird. he's saying the opposite, we're bashing him for not saying the right thing. If he's saying, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would like him to say, like, I don't know, my team hasn't played up to par, but, like, yeah. I don't know. There but has like, been times this year where he's been like, I feel bad for my team. So he, he must, like, know some, like, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know what to make of this year. I don't no, know. No knock on Jackson Cates, but, like, we're at the point where we're signing dudes, like, straight out of college, and they're playing games. I mean. Yeah, that, that no surprised knock on me. Him. That surprised me. I mean, Obviously, he's fine because his brother is a prospect of the Philadelphia Flyers, and they're they're very familiar with the family. So I'm sure Noah was in his ear, and Jackson said Noah was was in his ear, telling him about the Flyers, and the Flyers were familiar with him. So I'm not surprised, but I mean that's where we are in this season. I mean they're just throwing guys in there. I know. I'm about to be playing next game. Yeah, I, mean, I just dude, got the call. The power play is scoring at 19 percent right now they're 12th worst and the pk is second worst in the league right behind the devils how did that happen that's the thing that baffles me honestly the, uh, the pk yeah how does that collapse yeah because the the pk is interesting because if you really think about it who, who's the only one missing from the pk from last year right now i mean like what niskanen got niskanen. a little bit pitlick got a little bit of time occasionally niskanen, too pitlick and that's basically but like yeah Hayes those guys weren't here. like yeah like they weren't like the the centerpieces of those pk units like that was always Hayes and coots like yeah. Hayes and coots were always like the the one and two like backbone of their pk units like where braun gets a fuck ton of pk time it's honestly Hayes, bro i feel like it all boils back to Hayes with the pk somebody said something in one of the the videos that you you posted on Hayes the other day the one that you the one where you were like, I'm yeah, no, they this. were cooking him. They were cooking him so well, bad. One guy was like, I haven't seen that stride this year, and that's something that I was like, ooh, I agree. I have not seen that stride from Kevin Hayes this year once, maybe a couple times, but not consistently enough where I'm noticing Kevin Hayes on the ice. Like he's along with Nolan Patrick, kind of seem like he glides out there a lot, and I I, I know that's kind of Kevin Hayes' style because he does a lot of that. I mean, he did a lot of that last year. Like where he like takes the puck and kind of glides, it's just like the patience of a kind of player he is. But yeah, I mean, he, it's just that that glide, that that same stride. I I, I agree. I, I haven't seen it this year from Kevin Hayes. I don't know what it is, man. And like a part of me, because I've been thinking about this a lot over the last couple weeks. That's thinking point. about like the topic of like, is the removal of the retirement of Matt Niskanen like no way can have this big of an impact on this team? No. But I really think it comes down to, I believe the the Niskanen move and the Hayes move last year by Chuck really changed like the culture and the vibe of the team and made them play better and I think this year we're not only missing Niskanen like we're missing Hayes like what, what what I think Chuck signed Hayes for I don't think he's really bringing it this year I don't I don't think he's bringing it to the team I don't see him with that like as much like you said the stride the energy um I don't know the confidence just isn't there for him no it's not I mean he commented on like he commented on Wade Allison and I mean they look pretty good together I kind of like him and Allison and Hayes together, but other than that, like like you said, he's just not not been noticeable this year. And he's definitely like me. I mean, if anytime you have a no move clause on a team, like you're a big part of that team, dude. Like you can't go anywhere. Like you like you're here. Like, either make yeah. it work here, or you're I not believe going a, anywhere. Isn't it like a modified no move clause? I yeah, think it's for it, the first couple years. It ends and then, next year. But yeah, okay. So if if he can have a good year next year, it's not a terrible spot. It's not. No, it's not. That's why like. People, I, I understand the $7 million a year that he got. I mean, that was the market back then during the time. So, like, either, either you were paying that for Kevin Hayes or you weren't. Um, 
But, and I think with if COVID doesn't happen, dude, I think that deal definitely isn't as bad. Like with the salary cap going up, TV deal, yeah, definitely and, not as bad as the Jeff Skinner one. And, and Kevin Hayes is definitely tradable. I'm not saying I want to trade Kevin Hayes, but if we get to that point and his no move, his no move clause does end after this year, so I mean, it, it contract's movable. So people are like, oh, like screaming about it. Let's calm down a little bit. Yeah, seriously. And like when we talk about core pieces that need to be moved, yeah, we're obviously not talking about him because like. That's the thing, dude. Because are you, if, if we're talking about core pieces being being moved, Drew's not going anywhere. You just signed Kevin Hayes, so like you, you don't think he's gonna go anywhere unless they really want to like unless Chuck really flipped his mind in two years and he was all right. Kevin Hayes isn't it, and then flips him. Uh, not trading Couturier. We just talked about it. So that leaves that leaves Hayes, Voracek, and uh, JVR. That's, that's the core forward. Yeah, that's that what I, we were saying yeah. earlier. That's what it boils down to. It, and and I think at the heart of it, it's it's just JVR and Voracek. Because those are guys that have yeah. yeah have been here and like especially JVR like JVR's been here for so damn long and it's like I don't know if it doesn't happen then when's it gonna happen? Something something's going to happen, Danny. They they they're not coming back next year with the same forward group. It's it's not happening. Yeah, they can't. There's it's no not, way. No way Comcast would let them after seeing. It's dude, not. every tweet they they make right now, they're getting killed. Bam. Their PR statement is absolutely relaying that back. Like they know. Like there's no way. Chuck Fletcher even said, I don't know if it was his last press conference. Maybe it was it was the one before that. But he he said, I I know the current makeup of the group right now is not right, and he basically admitting to it. And we talked about it with the trade deadline. Uh, they weren't really in a position to make a move because. A move to fix this team isn't a trade deadline move; it's an off-season move. So, can't really blame him for not doing it in the uh, do not doing anything on the trade deadline. I think he did well, honestly. He got rid of some contracts, got rid of Gustafson, got Rafa out of here. It sucks to see him yeah, go. Yeah, those but, were good trades. But like I said, you weren't making any franchise-altering moves at the trade deadline. So for the people who were like, "Oh, fuck Chuck Fletcher for not making moves at the trade deadline," let's calm down a little bit. He knows he has to do something. He's he's publicly admitted that he uh. He's publicly admitted that the current forward group, the current roster, isn't probably isn't right. He, he's he's honestly he's publicly admitted that his signing of Gustafson was completely wrong by uh by trading him and eating salary on that. He he did eat salary on that, right? Uh yeah yeah. So I mean like he's he's he knows. So I'm not ready to bring out the pitchforks for Chuck Fletcher. I'm gonna give him another offseason and then we're going to come like this time next year if we're in the same spot then yeah i'm, I'm, I'm gonna have a problem with chuck fletcher because he's gonna have this offseason to to make his his imprint i mean I, I keep talking about that every episode he has yet to make his his this is my team now kind of print i mean you guys you have kevin hayes but then Matt is gonna retired and then justin braun isn't really a imprint kind of move so like what move has chuck fletcher made other than Kevin Hayes as like a, a peace guy that says this is my team. So I'm waiting until next year. I'm waiting for the offseason. I'm excited for this offseason as uh, as cringy as that might sound. I mean, I'm just excited to get this season over with. It's, it's been terrible. So let's see what Chuck does. He obviously knows he needs to do something. Yeah. I like those um I like those deadline moves, man, because we talk about how this year is going to be the year of steals and finding like steals in the draft. And we saw Chuck actually get some steals last year in the draft. So getting a fifth for Raffle and what, a seventh for I mean, said, I mean, you never know. You could get a little player in there, especially for guys that like we weren't really going to get anything for them anyway. You know? Yeah. So it's 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 just kind of like a little added shot in the draft, little little throw at the dartboard for Chuck just to play with. Connor McLennan. Yeah. Sixth round pick in twenty twenty. Yep. 
Third. He, he's third in the WHR right now in points. Dude, like every pick is kind of a banger. It really uh, I is. I mean, and, and that's not saying he's going to turn into a fucking superstar, but it's nice to see. It's, it's house nice money. To, it's, it's house nice money. To see. Like, it's nice to, to, to see Flyers prospects being top five, top three in their fucking categories. I mean, the kid has 14 goals, 19 assists, 33 points in 22 games. It's nice to see. I don't give a fuck what league yeah, it is. Yeah, it's absolutely house money, and I know, money. I know this doesn't it's even assets, compare. It's assets, Danny. It's trade assets as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I know this doesn't even compare, but I'm watching my number two overall pick not get an assist in like 34 games in the NHL. So yeah, I'm getting excited about a sixth round pick like up in his value a little. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm like, getting guys, excited to watch Elliot Day or Nay skating Voorhees. Like, like, the kid fucking killed it this year, man. I mean, that's a, that was another great pick. That was a fifth round pick. Yeah, that's what I said. Like you trade a raffle for a fifth round pick. Yeah, you might get another Daniel Yeh. You just might, dude. I'm excited for Day or Nay. I really am. I mean, we can get into him a little bit if you want. I mean, it, him skating is pretty cool. Fifth round pick, 135th overall in 2020. Um, I want to harp on this, like we because t- we were talking about Chuck and his guys earlier, mm-hmm. right, right before you start. I want to say I love the way, because uh, Chuck and AV were both stressing this year, like because these guys didn't get a proper draft day experience, like they didn't get to go up on the stage, like mm-hmm. shake the hand of a Batman, whatever. They, they, they watched it from their couch. That's why he like signed uh, Forster to his ELC. Like they, they wanted them to have like some kind of like important feeling of being drafted because yeah. like they were sitting at home and like I love how he's just taking care. I think that's and more he's of good. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too, obviously. But like with Daniel Yeh, like I think that's more of the same. Like I definitely think he's earned the right to, to get a practice here. But Absolutely. like, but I think it's also Chuck just being like like rewarding his guys once again and saying like you you in a hard year, hard COVID year, you're lighting up the QMJHL. Come practice, come practice in Voorhees. Absolutely, and I just, I, I, it's awesome it's, to see. Speaking of rookies, before we get into any other flyer shit, Danny, I, I need to talk about the rookie race right now because it's fucking fun. I mean, you got Kaprizov with forty-one points, and then you got Robertson over there in Dallas with thirty-seven. I mean, Josh Norris over there in Ottawa, and then Stutzel in Ottawa. Norris has thirty points, and Stutzel has twenty-five. So you got two, two players in Ottawa in the top four, and the probably in the. Rookie of the Year voting right now. Stutzel, how many games played? Does it, does he have twenty five? I thought he was doing much better than that. Did he get hurt at all? Stutzel, I, I'm not sure if he got hurt, but I mean, that's still pretty. I mean, it's not bad. No, I know it's definitely good, but like he was on like a crazy pace. I think he was. I mean, at one point he was. I'm not sure if he got hurt, but I mean, he's a fun player though. Is he? I mean, he, well, he's 18, 19 years old. I mean, Ottawa man. After all this, after like the Eric Carlson, the Hoffman trades gave. I gave him a lot of shit. Because I did mismanage those trades, in my opinion. But the way they're rebuilding the last couple of years, yeah, I, if you're an Ottawa fan, like you're not complaining, are you? Right? I mean, like your team plays hard. You're you're a rebuilding team, but every night they play hard. Like you're tuning in. Like there's bright spots on your team, and they play. Like they give these Canadian yeah. teams a run for their money every night. And there's lights at the end of the tunnel, and there's more of them. Like you're gonna and get you better. See highlight real goals almost. Not almost every every night, but I mean, you get to watch Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, Connor Brown. Shabbat, Stutzel, Dadamon. And they're going to have more studs next year probably in the draft. And then the year after that maybe if they keep rebuilding. Dude, they like, got one of the best defensemen in the draft last year in Sanderson. Yeah, he's a savage, dude. And they already have Shabbat. Like, yeah, they're I, building something. They're they building are. something. I don't know what they were doing with the Matt Murray deal, but you know they're who building else? something. You know who else is building something big time? I mean, and I'm not. it's not a shock at all. I mean, And you kind of mentioned him already. Yeiserman. I know. Morin, uh, no. It's only a matter of time before Detroit's good again. What's his only name? Only a matter of uh, time. He, uh, 
I don't know what draft it was. Was it 2019 when uh, Detroit kind of reached for that defenseman's sights or something like that? Uh, Mar- Maritz Sider. Sider. Maritz he's Sider, one yeah. of the best defensemen in the. No, SHL. he's incredible. He's a, I, dude. I've I've been I've always been a fan of that kid. I feel like yeah, like I, like starting big, from like last year. Can skate can shoot. Nah, I was watching some highlights on him actually, like a week or two ago. He, he's fun, dude. I like that. I remember when they picked him. I was in your basement actually. I remember when they picked him. I so like that pick. Yeah, I mean, I, at first everyone was like, "Oh, it's kind of a reach," but I, I feel like when when Yzerman reaches, it's not really a not really a reach. Yeah, but they got Lucas Raymond now. They, like, you know, yeah, I mean, they're another team too. So you gotta you gotta stop making moves because other teams are they're coming up, brother. I mean, you got the fat dude, Adam Fox. Leads defenseman points. Fucking yikes. Adam Fox. Dude, how, the Rangers, kind of a disappointment this year, honestly. Like, the, for what, like, the players that they have, the personnel that they have, how do they not somehow, like, grab a playoff spot or at least be in one for a little bit? Yeah, it, I don't know how they had such a disappointing year again. They're defensive. I mean, even without Tony Delangelo and all that debacle, Lilligren, Fox, who else did that? Truba. Truba, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Keandre Miller, yeah, uh, Jones out of uh, Minnesota Duluth. I think he was from, or or, or another. They have elite forwards like Caleb Jones. I think his name. I don't know if he was from Duluth. I think he's from another college. But he just he just signed his ELC, and he just got a shot um, straight out of college. I mean, he, and he's pretty good. I mean, like they got a pretty solid defensive core. Then you got Zabinajev, Panarin, uh, Lafreniere, Kako. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree. They should definitely be in a playoff spot right now. I mean, they're a very young team, very young team. I, Adam Fox is 22 years old. No, nah, he's he's terrifying. Yeah, big time. He's absolutely terrifying. You watch some of his highlights, and you, you know the, the Reapers comments. It's the same thing that we, we talked about with Jack Hughes and Holtz. He has one the more Re- point than fucking Hedman and Carlson. He got 43 points. What the fuck? He's only going to get better. Yeah, I mean... You want to uh, you want to get into to to York real quick before we start talking about the Flyers again? Yeah, you want to get into York and the Phantoms or just just York? Yeah, we get yeah we get into the Phantoms. Yeah, let's uh, let's brighten it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited to to see them just make a playoff push. Honestly, they're a fun fucking team to watch, dude. I mean, they they got like the the perfect mix of like veterans with Cal O'Reilly and Fitzgerald with with Forrester. I mean, Wisdom hasn't played a couple games. I don't know if it's because of COVID. I don't know if it's because he's injured, but they got a nice little. Nice little mix of young and old. I mean, dude, the defensive core. Wyatt Wiley, he's another one that has been picking up his game recently. He impressed me a lot last night. His passing is next. I mean, I didn't know he was that good of a passer. He had like two big outlet passes. I think I posted one of them on the on the account. He's very subtle. His hockey IQ is very. I mean, he he needs to get bigger, obviously, but. He's another one. He, he he keeps getting better and better. Zamula. I mean, we'll, we'll get into him a little bit later. He he was absolutely lights out last night. They got a great mix, man. I mean, and like they're sitting guys like Hogberg. I mean, Millman's on the taxi squad right now. Like they got a ton of just defensive players that can that can possibly take that jump. You know what I mean? Like if you have a bunch of good prospects in in your core, one or two of them got to make that jump, you know what I mean? One or two of them got to pan out, or hopefully one of them, maybe not two, you know what I mean? Like, if you have so many good prospects, like Hogberg's another one who's made his, uh, he's a rookie. So, I mean, it's a ton of defensive core, uh, defensive depth over there, man. 
Absolutely. We got to go to a playoff game this year. 100%. Because we were robbed of the, the Flyers one. Got to go to the Phantoms one and get get bombed at that. That would be an awesome time. Oh uh, sure. Yeah, and we, we, we talked about, you were just saying how they had um, Hogberg and everyone like in the in the chamber, if you will. It would be nice to have Frost on the team. And we were talking about this like, also the other day. And how he, and we also about the last podcast too. We were like, because at that time we were like, what if he could come back? Like the hope was still there, but then the announcement yeah, came out yeah. in the last couple of weeks that he's not going to come back. Nah, he's not coming. And back. yeah, and it sucked. It hurt to see. So that's official. He will not join the Phantoms on that playoff run, most likely. Hey, he fucks with UFC though. <laughs> that was cool to see. Thug Rose. Yeah, dude, that was fucking insane. That entire card. I know we didn't really talk about it yet, but yeah, that, that, that was a pretty fun card. Probably one of the best, like, just sporting events that I've sat down Recently, and watched yeah, in sure. years. Like, I've just, like, like so many wow moments, but... Not to, but to hop back on the Frost, like, even if he could come back like, and not even play for the Flyers, like, imagine him on the Phantoms team, like, try to make a run, because he would definitely be, like, the main the main guy on that team on that playoff run. So it would it'd be nice development, especially... Because I want to talk about this with him. He, he he hasn't played hockey in a very... Like, for... For like a long extended period of time in a very long like before COVID started, he hasn't played hockey like consecutively. Think about that, because COVID hit, they stopped playing, and we were on that break for so long. We came back for the bubble. He was in the bubble with the Flyers, didn't play. That season ended. And came back this year. He 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 made the team out of camp. And he played two games, got hurt, and now he's not playing. So that that kid hasn't played hockey since before COVID was a thing. So. Not only does he need to come back and get healthy, he needs to come back and just get games under his belt. So I think he might come back and just play on the Phantoms next year. Honestly. I mean, or, it, you know, that'd start. probably be the best route. Or yeah, start. It, it really would be the At best route. Just, unless he comes back into camp and he just kills it and, and, and takes a spot again. Because this camp, he was... This camp, they could have easily sent him back to the Phantoms and been like, go down there and get 1C minutes, be the guy down there, do your thing until we need you up here. But, I mean, he took a spot. He was too good in camp, and he, they put him on the uh, I, what was yeah? He was the thirteenth forward to start the season. So yeah. Yep. It, it sucks. It blows. It sucks. <laughs> no other way around it. Uh, hopefully he gets he gets back to being healthy, and like I said, maybe playing for the Phantoms at least to start the season, unless he blows the door off. Definitely. Off no, I, I think you definitely do that. I think yeah. you definitely do that, and I, I think that time frame depends on how he plays. I think it should be like a ten. To thirty game stretch. If he if he those ten games, Absolutely. first ten games in the Phantoms, if he looks like he's just outclassing, then you call him up after ten. But if he looks like he's just steadily getting better in his conditioning back, we can wait twenty five games in an eighty two season for, sure. for him to come up and be fully conditioned and preps. Because like you said, you don't want to just throw him uh, out of the frying pan and into the fire. Like it's just I don't know. That would be rough for him. I feel like. Yeah, uh, I agree. Just like how it was kind of rough for Patrick this year. Like I think Patrick should have got some AHL time this year. Probably. I mean, if everything went right and everything happened the way we wanted it to, I mean, the best case scenario would him probably get a little bit, if not a couple games in the AHL for sure. But I mean, it didn't work out that way. It sucks, but this entire season has just been out of the loop, bro. I know, and that's why, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't know how much you really can like hit the eject button, big picture about this season. But it's definitely cause for concern when it's the same core, yeah, absolutely doing the same things that plagued them in the past. Like another thing that I want to comment on, and and you kind of mentioned it a, a little bit ago, you said that Chuck Fletcher awards his prospects. I mean, he let Dayerne 
practice in the facility. Like he, he signs guys to ELCs. Another thing, how about like the way they talk about like when they first signed York to the ELC, and they were basically like, him playing in NHL all depends on Cam York, on how he plays, how he like how he fares. Will he probably see NHL time? Yeah, probably. Like they, they were so open about it. Like, I love how Chuck talks about his about his guys like that. It's kind of cool to see because, I mean, Zamora's on a taxi squad right now. Um, I'll get into York now or in a little bit if you want. But he looked good last night. I, his first game was rough, but the first game was rough for every fandom on the team. So I can't imagine how it was for a guy who was making his pro debut after a team just was off a COVID delay. So, but his last, his second game was really good. He almost had his first point. He he missed the net by like three inches, Danny. Um, and then last night was less of an offensive kind of game from him. I mean, he still stepped up, made a couple plays, but it was more of uh, his defensive game, his quick stick, his gap control, his his Danny, his calmness under pressure. I at one and, and it was one play, and I posted it on Twitter. It was I think it was the first or second period. He was in his defensive zone. Day kind of put him in a bad spot. Day kind of gave him the puck with like two two uh, devils on him. I don't know. Uh, they're they're. AHL team isn't going back to the Devils or something happened between those two, so they're not the Benetton Devils anymore. But there was two Devils right on top of him, and for for a kid in his second pro game, like honestly, I, I probably would have expected him to like grab the puck and kind of flip it on glass and like get rid of it quickly. You know what I mean? Like what you would probably see from a young kid. Not Cam York. He he took the puck. He, he just made a subtle slow move, like very calm with the puck. Just made a couple of. Uh, Backhand, like, fakes, I guess you can say. And, like, kind of faked out the defenders. Put his back to the defender and, like, put it behind the net. And just a perfect play under siege. And it was awesome to see from a kid under his, in his second game. I mean, I know that's something that Chuck has praised, his, his, his composure with the puck, his ability to get the puck out of the zone. And that's something that was on huge display last night. I don't know if you watched the game, but his, uh, his first pass out of the zone always hits the tape. So that's something that the Flyers are are missing very badly, um, and his his patience with the puck in his own zone with guys under pressure. I mean, the the play he made. I mean, it might not make highlight reels, but it it was very nice. It was very nice to see. Yeah, I had it on the my laptop last night, but every time like something crazy would happen in the UFC, like all my focus would immediately just go right to that. Mm-hmm. I was drinking a lot too, but um, yeah, I, I watched kind of like the goal goal replays, like any like time where announcers would get hype and shit like i would look down but for the most part yeah i didn't really fully in tune watch that the last one i really did was the york debut when's their next game monday sweet monday. yeah awesome home monday, game uh i think so yeah monday wednesday and then friday and it's monday wednesday friday until the season ended ends so they wow that's of, sweet yeah so a lot of games a lot of phantoms games no more up. weekend games huh um maybe a saturday's thrown in there hold on let me look right now i i don't know but i know like I checked it the other day, and I was like, damn, there's a lot of Phantoms games. I'm, like, I'm about to turn TLY into a Phantoms account until the offseason. I, I said it last season. podcast. Or, or, like, that's it's what's going to happen. And it, it's like, it's, it's going to happen because, I mean, the, the Flyers are have, what, eight games left, including tonight? And the Phantoms are about to go on a playoff run. So, yeah. They, I mean, Dude, the, the Phantoms are about to go on a playoff run, and the, the state of the Flyers like is just open tryouts right now. <laughs> like, we just got dudes playing every night. Like It's, it's pretty it's, funny, to be honest with you, dude. And for the... For the people who follow us and like, 
you're frustrated with this season, so you don't want to hear any news about prospects or anything about the fandoms. Unfollow us now because you're gonna see a fuck ton of fandom shit. Yeah, we're about to go all in all on the fandoms. All May because honestly, they're fun. I don't care. They're I don't fun, know. dude. Yeah, they're and they're the fun. future. Like, we're going to see these guys. It's, it's not like Hextall where, like, you see a guy snapping on the Phantoms. You're like, oh, that'll be fun when I'm when I'm 34. Yeah. When I get to watch that guy when I have eight, uh, four kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so they play they play tomorrow home. No, no, no. Away. I'm sorry. Away at the Devil's facility. And then they play the, their uh, practice facility or whatever you call that, Iceworks, that they're <laughs> playing in. Um Wednesday they play against the Penguins at the Penguins. That's the twenty eighth, and then they play Saturday at home against the Devils again, and then that Monday against Hershey away. So yeah, it's Monday, Wednesday. I'm sorry, Danny. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the beginning. It's Monday. It's Sunday, Wednesday, and then Sunday, uh, Saturday again through through May. Sundays, Wednesdays, like and Saturdays. So I like that. I like how they I like how they always have that one uh like weekday game. Like just that one you know, off weekday like game. Too, because after this COVID with the Phantoms, and uh, I'm glad everyone is is back and playing hockey again. But this kind of schedule that's setting up towards the end of May is it, it's a structured se- uh, schedule. So guys are kind of get into a flow, more into a flow. Like Tyson Forrester is going to get more into a flow towards the end of towards the beginning of May, end of May, because after. May 1st, which is coming up very soon, they play the, the Binnington Devils at home. That's the that's the game. S- uh, Saturday. And then they play Sunday. And then the Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday starts through May. So they're going to get into a flow. They're going to get into a little system. And you know hockey players. Hockey players are all about getting into a, an actual flow. So yeah. fandoms could be very fun in a couple of weeks. I mean, they're already very fun. But they could even be more a lot more fun. So... Looking into the offseason, bro, we talk about the moves that need to be made. Another mm-hmm. thing that I've been thinking about a ton lately is, especially with the way things have been trending in this uh, in this country, dude, we're probably going to be able to go see a development camp next year. We're probably going to be able to go watch a development At least I hope. We'll yeah. probably be able to do that. And th- this year's development camp or next year's development camp could be so much fun, dude. Oh, dude, yeah, it could be a lot of fun. Honestly, we're doing sure. a meetup. Like, we're, we're, we're putting it on our Twitter account. We're saying we're hitting it. For sure, I saw. uh, I want people to come see us, kick it with us. I'll never forget seeing uh, Tim Younghands. Shout out to Tim if you're uh, listening. Was sitting there watching the development camp. No, I don't know if it was a development camp or a practice, like two years ago. And we're sitting there for 25 minutes, and I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm like, is that Tim? Because at first, because in his Twitter profile picture at the time, he had the beard on him, and the guy that I was looking at didn't have a beard, but I was like, but he looks like Tim. And then the Flyers switched uh, sides, so they went to the other rink. So everybody that was watching got up and walked over. And I, I started walking towards the door. And all I hear is, like, Chris? And I turn around. I was like, I knew it was fucking you. I was like, what's <laughs> up, dude? And we just watched the rest. And he, I think he was with his girlfriend. And I kind of felt bad for him because after like we like initially like met each other and saw each other we talked for the rest of the time and i felt bad i was like we're talking about hockey the entire time by watching a practice she was kind of sitting behind us and i kind of felt bad but it was really <laughs> nice seeing like the, just just the memories you make bro the people you talk to during the development camps it's fun i really do miss it for sure there's just like a different vibe about development camp. I, I can't explain it no. bro I, if, if you've never been to a flyers development camp like, yeah i know you do obviously we go to every like everyone we can go to but like yeah. if if anyone listening to this has not been to a flyers development camp like i don't know what it is about it but like there's a certain kind of like 
energy like when you go there i don't i can't explain it it's like the plays that everyone's making like everyone's competing hard like it's cool seeing like the like the, the flyers off. front office brass sitting like on that balcony like everyone's mm-hmm. trying to show off like yeah you see like morgan frost do that one crazy yeah. shootout oh, move that was disgusting and man like the crowd gets hyped there's always good conversations going on in the bleachers because anyone always. who like shows up to a development camp like is pretty in tune with the team you <laughs> yeah, know? Like, yeah yeah, yeah. They so, know like, what they're looking at for sure so it's all i don't know there's a certain kind of like aura about it and there's, sometimes there's like like remember the one time we saw chris Terrian just walking around like mm-hmm. sometimes like i don't know there's a different aura about it it's a good vibe and if you've never been to one you should go to one Absolutely. Um, especially because like they like we weren't able to this season and it sucked so bad so definitely take advantage of it next season if we can uh, we'll be there so if we're allowed we Absolutely. will definitely be there so yeah it's exciting uh, another thing to talk about the fans before we uh stop talking about that uh, ratcliffe had his first goal of the uh, year. Yeah, I've been wanting to talk. I was going to bring that up right away. I've completely forgot. How That's about nice. that? Awesome. That was, that was a nice shot, dude. Very. I mean, we know. I mean, a- after he scored that goal, he had another move um, in the offensive zone behind the goal. He dangled between two guys and then shot, shot it on net, and the goal, he saved it. But if he would have scored that, man, that would have been another highlight real goal. So he's starting to get his confidence back. It's really nice to see. He did block a shot in, I think, the second or third period, and he like the way he blocked it, and the way he left the ice and like the expression on his face looked like he broke something. Cause like I've, I've never broken anything in my foot playing hockey. I mean I, I I've sprained my ankle on a shot and I think I've sprained a couple of like, toes, but like, I've never broken anything. And like, I I know that feeling like, when you get hit in the in the skate or the ankle when you're playing hockey, you know if something's wrong. And the the facial expression on him and like the way he left like Danny he he blocked the shot and like looked like. The fucking Flyers just lost in Game Seven. You know what I mean? He looked pissed and just went right down the tunnel. And I was like, "Oh no!" That looked like he just broke yeah. something. Like it looked like he was like, "All right, I know what just happened. I'm gone." But he came back, and he looked okay. So it's uh, that. That's a a huge deep breath. Seeing him get his confidence back is is really nice. And he had like 50 goals, I think, his last year in junior or something like that. Obviously, he's not going to do anything like that in the pro league. But we know that kid has skill. So it's nice to see him kind of like opening up a little bit now. So yeah, like let's just go, dude. Let's let's have the Phantoms go on a deep playoff run, please. And honestly, let, let's let's something. let's win the chip. Let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. Honestly. I, I I always think back to, and I think I brought this up on a podcast. I might not have. This is like well, just a thought I've had over the last couple of months. Like as the Phantoms have gotten better, uh, I remember the year Carter and Richards in the lockout season. Like when they were young, they went down there, went on that playoff run, won the Calder Cup. It was like '05, I think. For the Phantoms, they won the Calder Cup, and that, that kind of like I think that moment was when Flyers fans, maybe the Flyers front office, knew like, all right, that's our guys, like that's our next core, Carter, Richards, like those guys are gonna be take the mantle one day, and it would be so awesome if like they could have oh, that kind of run no. where like at the end of it, Chuck is like, all right, well like at the end of it, like the, the way they play in the playoffs, you're like, those guys are players, like mm-hmm. those guys are gamers, those guys are winners, we will see them one day, a, a deep like playoff run because the OHL is not coming back, so Wisdom and Forrester are gonna be here. And if they can go on a deep playoff run and they can score and, and play well, Danny, that's – we talk about Forrester taking – I mean, we didn't even talk about Wisdom taking a, a jump in his progression on, on on his development. He also skipped a year. He also skipped a, way, a yeah. year. He, yeah, absolutely he skipped a year, Danny. He's a, he, he arguably was playing better than Forrester at at, at, at one point in the in the season. Absolutely. He definitely was. Forrester's – Definitely come on more towards it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Forster was injured too, but he was. Mm-hmm. And Wisdom's been out a, uh, the last couple games, so I don't know what's wrong with him. 
but both of them have definitely skipped some level of development. Absolutely. It's really exciting to see. But if they can get into a deep playoff run and, and Forrester can be a guy in the playoffs, oh, Danny, that's that's huge. That's huge development for sure. If, we're, if, if, if he's a guy in the playoffs, he's a flyer next he's year. A fly, yeah, he's a flyer next year for sure. Yeah, it has to be. I agree. Especially if wholesale like like changes get made to the team, like we get rid of like JV or like and the spots open up like yeah. down the lineup. Yeah, for sure. What's your bucket list? Like what do you want to happen? Because for me, obviously I already talked about how it's not a it's not a blow up, it's not a core re- rebuild a core type of situation. I want one or two tweaks to the forward group. I want a number one defenseman. I want another uh, middle pairing defenseman and maybe a, 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 a sniper middle sixer. That's what I want. M- move JVR. Find a, find a way to move JVR Voracek out. Like five, One of them, try to move that contract. Let's let's get a number one defenseman in here for Pro Let's get a nice little middle pairing defenseman because I don't think Sandheim and Myers... I don't want to go into next... I, I don't know if I trust going into next season as Sandheim and Myers as my my middle pairing defenseman. I don't know if I trust it because I don't think in, I do. I don't think I do either because I I mean we went into this season thinking maybe Myers could could take the spot next to to Provorov. I mean looking back on that, that's a fucking joke. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I mean like and looking back on it, I mean it, it wasn't insane to think. It, it wasn't because Myers he, he came on in the regular season and at a certain point in time Sandheim and Myers last season were were our best pairing. I mean we came on here multiple times and we were like how good do Sandheim and Myers look? Oh my god, they look so good together. Obviously they 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 played the way they played in the in the playoffs and kind of got exposed. And I thought Myers played a little bit better than Sandheim did in the playoffs, but it's kind of like flopped now. I think Sandheim's kind of picked it up where Myers kind of looks shaky. Last I was going to ask you something when, because uh, you were talking about how good Zamula was playing. And listen, mm-hmm. this is so early, but who do you think is going to be better in five years, Zamula or Myers? Or who do you think will still be on the team? Who will be a flyer in five years? See, see, that's really t- see. That's tough because I was talking to our group chat today about about like Chuck has a lot of decisions to make with the defensive group. Honestly, I mean you got you got Haig, Braun, Ghost, Sanheim, Myers, York, and Zamula. I mean York and Zamula aren't going to be AHL players forever. They're too good. And this is what we were talking about. Like you don't just like build up assets just to not flip them. So like, someone's this is getting what... flipped. Has so, to be. so that's why I struggle because I don't know if Zamula is going to be on the team. I don't know if. If, if Ghost is going to be on the team, I don't know if Myers is going to be on the team. Because someone... Sandheim, Myers, Haig, Braun, Ghost, York, or Zamola. He's got decisions to make with those with the, with that group for next year. And then, that's not even talking about adding to the group. So there's a ton of decisions to make defensively. Because, like I said already, Cam York, yeah, he's three games into his pro... Uh, his pro career, but I mean, like I said, he he's not going to be in the AHL forever. He's too good. He's I mean he's he's already he already looks like looks pretty good in the in the. I mean I'm not gonna say anything crazy, Danny. <laughs> I was gonna say something crazy, but I'm not. He he looked good. He looks solid. Uh, obviously, he needs a lot more uh a little bit more time because I mean York had like a little press conference on Zoom and I mean he talked about how hard it's been, especially in the in the pro league. I mean he was like comments on on how hard the guys hit how much harder the the hits are so um he needs a little bit more time but i mean i I thought his last two games were really solid defensively so i mean chuck's got a lot of decisions to make for sure absolutely so what do you think i'm gonna say zamula for sure 
Oh damn it! You know, because I, I asked those two players because those two players are kind of like the same trajectory. Zamula is better offensively. Zamula has a better offensive IQ. Zamula is better with the puck offensively. Zamula can join the rush a lot better, and I think Zamula is a little bit more physical. Uh, that that's not saying Myers can't develop into something because Myers has the physical presence. Myers has the has the speed. He has the skating ability. He has all. Well, he he has the full package. He just needs to put it together. So it, it's really tough. But if I were, I mean, I am a betting man. So if I were to put a bet on it, I, Zamula, because I think he's, a, I think he's better polished offensively, and I think the the defense has has continued and developed very nicely for Zamula since he's joined the the AHL. All right, I'm I'm gonna finish up with this. Hold on, before you finish up, to add on that, Scott Zord, Zord Scott Gordon, Zord. <laughs> I don't know. Scott Gordon uh, gave Zamula heavy props this morning. Uh, he ca- called him a dog or something like that, like a beast or a dog. I, I forget what what animal he used, but he he, he called him a beast. He was like, he was an absolute monster this weekend. So I mean, it's not surprised that I'm, I'm not I'm not surprised that the Flyers called him up to the taxi squad. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, Zamula was pretty good, Dan. I mean, it's the reason why he got round robin time last year. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep watching. I'm about to tune into the next Phantom game tomorrow. Tune in, definitely, absolutely. But I'm what I'm gonna finish with is because um, we were talking about what we want Chuck to do, uh-huh. and I don't think I I said what I want him to do fully. Eggs all in the defenseman basket. Like if you shed salary, if you're gonna go out and get a player, like ever we talk about Johnny Goudreau, like yeah, yeah, this that, like that shit would be fun and all. But I'm the forward group is in the end of the day not too worried about like. I really am not like yeah, they we, could use help. They could use help. Don't get me wrong, but we bitch about Voracek and his defensive woes. If if you get a better defense behind Voracek, you're not going to see his defensive woes as much. I understand they're they're annoying, and I'm I'm right there with you. They happen. They're there, but offensively, he's he's been fine this year. Voracek. I mean, honestly, I can't I can't fault him at all. He's second on the team. He has 35 points in 44 games this year. So, like, with the flat cap and everything, if it's going to be hard to make multiple big moves, big, like, franchise-altering trades. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make one, in my opinion, you go for that defenseman. You go for that top-pairing yeah. defenseman. I don't think you, you go all in for the four. I know everyone wants the sniper. Like, if you can – I mean, Forster could be that in a couple years. Farabee could look like he could be that. I mean, I don't know, dude. See, I think we need the defenseman. See, that's like the disconnection between like the fan bases right now because I think some people are tired of, of, of being like this this guy could be that like they want a guy now you know what I but mean? like yeah I know but my counterpoint is like suppose we go out and get a, a no, Patrick Line I'm on your side I think uh, defense is number one on my fucking priority list 100 percent if they trade for like a sniper and don't do anything defensively anything major defensively I'm gonna be upset I, I agree with you they need a number one dude to to calm things down yeah. defensively and like 100%. you can get both but I'm saying if you're gonna get that one like blockbuster trade. Like, if they're going to go out and make that franchise-changing trade, mm-hmm. it better be the defenseman. I'm not saying they can go out and get, like, a $6 million sniper or, like, $5 million sniper. That'd be cool. But I'm saying if you're going to go out and get that, if you're going to shed JVR salary, shed some other, and you're going to go out and get an $8 million player, I, agree. Not, I want it to be a defenseman. No, like, if you're going to go out and make that trade for a guy that you can just plug and play for the next eight years, you know what I mean? Like, for, for a guy who's young... Who's really good? Like if it's, if it's that kind of trade, where Chuck's like, okay, I just want to put this guy next to Pro Rob and forget about him for the next eight years. If it's that kind of trade, then yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm nervous, bro. To be honest with you. See yeah, I mean, so it's a rough spot, dude. It's it's the type of spot where 
if the GM plays his cards right, we're just fine. If he doesn't, it's long-term effects. That's what I said. If, if this offseason, that's what I said in the very beginning of the show. If this offseason doesn't go the if perfectly, or not perfectly, if this offseason doesn't go at least well, better than last year did, Chuck's on the seat, bro. I hate saying it, but like, if this, if we're in the same spot next year and we're sitting here talking about this same exact shit next year about the defense and about trading Giroux and you know what I mean? Like, if if the, if the same fucking talk is here next year, then I hate to say it, but maybe the hot seat might be there. We'll see. Yep, all comes down to how Comcast feels, really. I mean, who knows with them, dude? Seriously. Honestly, they might like, not give it a fuck. They might just care about the checks coming in, dude. Dude, the, the check's got to be lower, though. Has to be lower. Yeah, you can't tell me it's it hasn't. I like I. You check the Flyers' tweets, so that, like, the tickets and shit, and it's like 1,200 <laughs> quote tweets and like 252 <laughs> likes. It's completely ratioed, bro. It's funny as shit. I know. I love I love Philadelphia, dude. We do that with every sport. We do. It's hilarious. We do. Every fan base is the same. And that's why, that's why I kind of get mad when, like, I see tweets on the timeline from people who are like, this is the team you all wanted. Enjoy the rewards of the team. You you know what I mean? You see them tweets? Those tweets are like, this is the team you all wanted. Like, no, acting I like haven't. We're... I haven't. What the? No, there, no, there are people that say, like, the result of this year is, like, like the people who don't think, like, we should have stayed with the kids. Like, the people who think we should have went out and made moves in the offseason. Oh. Like, we shouldn't have put so much stock in young guys. Those people... Or on the timeline complaining a lot. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I, 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 I thought you meant the, the the specific tweet. I didn't see. The oh no. Tweet. Oh right, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but like you just see those tweets all the time, dude, and it's uh, it's annoying. That's all I'm gonna say on that. I'm not gonna go any deeper. I mean, yeah, I mean, we talked about it. it. We did. Chuck did too. Chuck took a big risk. I mean, I said it. I've been saying it in the last three episodes. He took a he took huge stock in in these younger players taking that next step, and, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So like it irks me when, when people tweet like that and acting like we're the GMs and like we're the ones who decided not to make a move. This is the team you all wanted, buddy. I'm not the GM. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm not paid to make moves like that. Yeah, like because if if I was the GM, I promise you, Eric Gustafson is not here for three for three million dollars one year. I promise you, promise yeah. you, he's not here, bro. But like I don't, know, I hate the people that like take this time to like divide the fan base and are like, but like this is the team you all want. you oh, yeah, all wanted okay, these yeah. prospects here. Yeah. You all want like no, but like I'm all, I'm under the Flyers Twitter account. Like we're under every game posted memes, <laughs> shit talking them. Like to to act like the fans at this point in time are not trying to keep the organization accountable is a joke. Everyone look at the replies to this. Everyone's week. frustrated. What's no, accountability to these people? I don't get it. Like I don't see anybody defending this team right now. Oh, yeah, agreed, dude. That's right. why it irks me when I see tweets like that. Yeah. Like people act like people are defending it. Mm-hmm. Like no one's defending this. Nobody's shit. trust me. I mean, yeah, all right, yeah, nobody's defending it for sure. I mean, we'll see how this goes. Tonight should be fun. Th- three more hours until we see a Devils Flyers game. So, yeah, Forster, if you know what, first if York gets a goal this week, we we record right after the game. Uh, if he gets a, a point or a goal. Goal or a highlight real point. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so like, it. like not a secondary assist. Like if he gets like a power play assist where he just like snaps the bitch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. All right, we'll be Sounds on. Good. All right, so, this is fun. It's probably like a hour thirty, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a long one. Tough, but deservedly so. A lot has happened, but also not a lot has happened at the same time. 
It's just so yeah, we'll just keep on stretching. Was it eight games? Eight, eight, yeah, eight or nine. Okay, tune tune into them. Enjoy enjoy Allison. Enjoy some young guys. Like hopefully, yeah. Make the best of it. If they start pissing you off, don't watch. Like it's like they don't deserve that. You know what I mean? That's why I like yeah. people torturing themselves. Like if uh, like I'm tuning in these games, I'm watching. But if they go down like four nothing and like the team's just not mute. playing, yeah, yeah, it's on mute or the game's off. Like it's just. But I'll, I'll watch. I'll see how I'll, I'll I'll see how they're doing. Yeah, for sure, it's on the background. I, I I said it on Twitter a couple days ago. I, I I can't physically not watch, so it's definitely going to be on. It's definitely going to be there. So if they're up three zero, you'll see the timeline pop. Yeah, a part of me always feels weird when I'm like getting updates about a Flyers game from my phone, and I'm not like seeing it myself. Yeah, like I, I always like don't feel right. Any other sport. I feel like I can do that. Like any other sport, I can get up. Like I can get a Phillies update when I'm not watching. Be like, all right, whatever. But like a Flyers, like, bro. Yeah, I know. When I get like an update that says like Drew scored and I like didn't say it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. Because you're not. I mean, as sad as it is to say, right now there's not a lot of years left with Claude Giroux in a Flyers uniform scoring goals. So watch Definitely it. Not. Have enjoy fun. It. Enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it's here. Enjoy Claude Giroux as a player while he's here. Honestly, for he's real, so underappreciated. Like when he's gone, we're gonna be. So many, They'll know. They'll so know. Many people that give him shit now, when he's gone, they're gonna be crying for him to come back, missing him. He's a fu- franchise player, all-time franchise player. Enjoy him while he's here. Hopefully, we uh we see a couple of wins in these last couple games, but hopefully we can get him one more crack at it before it's done, dude. Yeah. Before it's done. The window's open and window's gonna be open with this with, with this team. It, it is right now, and you're not gonna get rid of Giroux, so he, he'll be yeah. back for another crack. He's not going anywhere. Yep. But, yeah, follow us on all the socials at The Liberty Yell. Give us a good rating on iTunes if you so please. This was episode 59. 60 is coming faster than normal if York scores a goal or gets a highlight real point. Or Forrester, bro, honestly. If Forrester puts another one in, I'm fucking hopping right on, dude, and screaming. I'm going to find Chuck's phone number to call him the fuck up for the last five games and then send him back to the fandoms, honestly. Bro, if if this week, if Forrester... York and Zamula all snap this week, bro. We're going live on Twitch. Well, I don't Zamula's give a fuck. not there. Isn't he going to go back though, or is, is he going to play the rest of the season? Up? See, I I don't know because they've they've like they've thrown Milman on there. They've thrown like a couple other players on there, and like they've thrown them right back to the Phantoms. But Milman hasn't played in a game for a couple for a little bit. Um, so I don't know if it's a paper move. I don't know if Zamula could like, we've seen so many of these like taxi squad, like back and forth. Yeah, I know. That's things. why I, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't, but I don't know. It, it looked like, why else would they do that? Like why, why would you take Zamula out of the finals when he's playing pretty well? Unless you want him to go up there. Like, I, I know for a fact that he didn't practice with the flyers today because Jordan Hall said that he didn't. Cause somebody asked him if he uh, was going to be in the lineup to replace uh ghost. Cause ghost wasn't in the lineup today. Um, and he said, no, it was going to be Morin. So, I don't know if he he missed practice because like they just did it or if it was a paper. I, I don't know. So keep keep our notifications on to, to find out more about Zamula. So because we'll be on top of that. But but like I said, like why else would they do that? Like why would you call him up if he's not gonna get some practice with the Flyers and maybe get get some games? I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We definitely will see. But yeah, it's been episode fifty nine. Stumps, go floor.